I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell Sanders. Yay! (laughs) And you're listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week on Pop It, we spoke with Natasha Lillipore, who will be painting a mural in Greatbrook Valley during the Powwow Worcester 2019 Festival, which kicks off on Friday. This year, muralists from around the world are converging on Greatbrook Valley and its surrounding schools. Lillipore is a contemporary illustrator based out of Southern California. She's designed emojis for Topshop, live painted at Rihanna's Fenty Puma pop-up, and she released a major cosmetics collection last year. You can catch a glimpse of her on the dance floor at the Powwow Worcester opening party at 8 p.m. on Saturday at Electric Haze. And we're going to talk all about some of the things going on at Powwow, but first... I want a pop culture update. There's a lot going on. And it's funny because it's like August and you would think it would be like dead. Like nothing happens in August. They they wait to release all the crappy movies. But yeah, I my heart is broken because, oh, that's funny because of Miley's song. Nothing breaks like a heart. Oh. <laughs> um, because Wiley and Liam decided to separate after a short marriage, but a long relationship. They've been together 10 years. Yeah, like on and off. I was very sad about that, but I guess it seems it seems like one of those things where like they probably they had they had been like they had been engaged, they broke up. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a long stretch of time and it seems like it was sort of just like they separated, but it's turned into something. Yeah, because they have crazy. separated so many times it shouldn't be such a big deal, but Miley was on a boat with I think Brody, Brody Jenner's, Jenner's- Ex? Also recent ex. They like got married like weeks ago. And they I were thought. The, Caitlin Carter. So Miley and Caitlin were seen getting very affectionate and that took a lot of a lot of people by surprise. Yes. And it like I think the timing is surprising, but I don't think the fact that she was like making out with a girl is surprising. She's talked about herself being on a sexual spectrum yeah. before. She's really open yeah. about that. Like that's not surprising. I think that and, like, who knows, right? Like, we always hear about a breakup, and then who knows when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have – this could have happened two months ago or three – like, months ago, and they just are, like, kept it quiet. Right. But – um, But oh, speaking of bit breakups, I know that you've been <laughs> watching Bachelor in Paradise, and that's just, like, a roller coaster. It's wild. I've never seen it, so you're going to have to explain yeah. the premise. So, basically, the plot of Bachelor in Paradise is they take non-winners – um, of the bachelor, the bachelorette, they put them, they take like a, like a certain number of them. They put them all on an Island and there's always like more of one gender than another. Mm-hmm. So they start off like with more guys than girls and it, then it turns and then it's like musical chairs. So they start with, start out with more guys than girls. There's a rose ceremony. Three girls get sent home. They don't get a rose, but then the next week, it's the girls' turn, but instead of the numbers going down really quickly, they keep adding more people. So it's like it's musical chairs, but it's also like a, what's that thing where people keep getting on and off? A boat. Sure. It's like a boat. <laughs> you know, like, what am I talking about? I'm making like a very silly gesture with my hands. In any case, it's like revolving door. That's what it is. It's a like revolving, revolving door. door. Yes. And I imagine if you're a fan of the bachelor or the bachelorette, then you see your favorites. Yes. Or your like enemies, yeah. right? So it's just it's very silly. It's interesting though, but so basically there's just a lot of, there's been four episodes over two weeks and the drama is insane. Cause there's just one character, Blake, who's really causing a lot of strife 
for many people, uh, men and women, because <laughs> um, he's going after one girl who apparently he like flew out to meet right before the show started. But months before the show started, he like slept with two other girls within like consecutive days of each other. And they're, and they're all there. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's just crazy. But so that's been like a roller coaster. And Hannah G, I will say it's not all Blake. Hannah G is the girl that he met with right before the show started. The two of them seem to have a connection. They should have just dated. Mm-hmm. Um, then another controversial character, Dean, showed up who was kind of a player <laughs> in the past. I love I am, I am, love him. Like, I would be falling over myself for him. I brought this up to our friend Joy Flanagan, and she said, you just like him because he's tall. <laughs> well, he, that's my type. And you're really young. <laughs> he lives in a van right now. By choice. Okay. Um, But that was, so there was just two lines from the recent one that stood out to me. One of them was Kaylin, who he really likes, said, do you miss your van? And I just thought that was really funny. The other thing that brought me to be like, this show should be studied, um, which is where I will conclude, is that one of the guys really, really loves Demi, who's kind of a wild card. She's like a real fun, she's like, she was a cowgirl. Her mom had just gotten out of prison. Like, what's it? What's his name? I love him so much. He's from JoJo's season. Anyways, I was like, he's my favorite. He's a really nice guy. And they said, well, don't get all in your head about it. And he goes, but I am going to get all in my head because I'm a person. (laughs) And I just thought that that was honest. It was just so real. I was Mm -hmm. like, we're all people here. (laughs) Well, the most honest television show I think I've seen in a while is Secession. Because but wait, Sarah, are you talking about secession, like a like a state seceding from succession? the union? Is it succession? <laughs> yeah, like like oh. you're going to succeed your parents oh. in the air. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> what if it was about the Civil War? <laughs> We're gonna watch this show. About- <laughs> oh man. Okay, I am a blonde. Huh? You're an English um, teacher, Sarah. <laughs> I know. I'm a little rusty. Oh, I I do stuff like that all the time. It took me so long to say, um, well, I still don't know what's the correct way to say homage or homage. I always say it's an homage. That's what I like to say, too. But I think I'm in America. That's like people think it's stupid to say that. Well, Succession, I watched the first episode of the second season. And uh, Linda Holmes on NPR talked a little bit about this. It takes a while to figure out how to watch the show. Mm -hmm. The first few episodes that I watched of the first season, I was trying to figure out the plot and, like, keep track of all of these maneuvers. And that's not what it's about. It's about the siblings being groomed from a very young age by their father to compete with one another. And you're supposed to watch like their interactions with each other and the subtleties in their expression. It's not about plot. It's not plot driven. It's totally character driven. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I also think it's a very dark, um, like by the time the first season sort of like arced, people were like, they marketed this as a drama, but it's like a very, very dark satirical comedy. Oh my god! In the god, way, like if you look hilarious. at right, Tom Wamsgans, the light of my life. Is that Shiv's husband? <laughs> yes, mm. I adore him. But like he and cousin Greg, like are sort of the outsiders to this. Just like like you were saying, like these children who were basically create like manipulated molded from birth to be yeah. a certain way. And they are on the – and Tom tries to be on the inside, which is some, where some of the humor comes from. But, right, it really is just like they were molded from birth to be this thing, and some of them are kind of fighting that. 
mm-hmm. which is fascinating. So sometimes people tell me to watch a show and they say, you have to get through the first three episodes. And I say, I don't have time for that. This is a show that you should make the time for. I just think it's brilliant. I absolutely agree. One of the things that I that I would say to people was similar. I would say you have to, because a lot of people said the first episode, they were like, oh, it was such a slug. And I said, yeah. But I the way I looked at it, and one thing I actually loved about the pilot was that it was like you're you were trying to figure out like what is this all about? But looking back, you're like, oh, they told us who these people were immediately. I want to go back and watch the first episode knowing what yep. I know now. Yeah, I watched it a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh man, they really just like <laughs> they let you know about Roman. Like they were like, oh, that guy is the worst. And that's Roman's played by Kieran Culkin. <laughs> It's very, very well it's done. It's great. Highly recommend. So our favorite week of the year in Worcester is Pow Wow, and that's coming up. It starts yes. tomorrow. Sarah's been working very hard as I, part of the Pow Wow committee to you know, bring us these events. I do a lot with sponsorship. I write a lot of grants, and I'm blown away by how generous people are. And this week, as it gets closer, how many people have reached out to say, hey, is there some way we can help? But we still need help. We always need to feed the artists. And people just have been so, so generous, which which is great. That is great. I just want to mention, because we said at the beginning that it starts Friday and the party Saturday. That's August 16th. Friday. That's yeah. That's the date of it. So in case you're listening to this in a few weeks and you're like, wow, this is tomorrow. Yeah. August 16th <laughs> is the day that all of the artists arrive and they'll be projecting. So if you're in the Great Brook Valley neighborhood or Lincoln Street, Burnco or Clark Street, you can go check that out and say hello. They'll be thrilled to have some people who are excited about public art watching what they do. Um, but Saturday night is our actual opening party, and that is at Electric Haze. Balloonski is going to yes. be there. He's our, an installation artist. Our friend Jocelyn Fox is DJing. Mm-hmm. Former guest. Um, sir, can you tell us what projecting means? Yeah, so a lot of artists, and not all of them, but many of them will project the image that they're going to paint onto the wall at night. And then they'll essentially create an outline for what they're going to fill in so that it almost works like a coloring book. One thing I love about Pow Wow is sort of the behind the scenes that you get. Because sometimes you see the finished product and you're like, how could mm-hmm. that have happened? How could like how did you go from having an idea to now it's, it's life-size, it's on a wall. So I think yep, the projecting is a really, really cool part of that. And that's developed with technology, too, where last year Lexi Bella had an app on her phone where she could almost like VR look at what she had painted and see where there were things that needed to be adjusted through her phone. She could see what she wanted the mural to look like and then what it actually looked like. That's wild. Yeah, so I think as technology advances, obviously the capabilities of these artists will advance with it and what they can do, how sophisticated these these murals are on such a huge scale. Yeah. Let's see. So Monday, there is a really cool pop-up. It's going to be a screen printing workshop, and it's organized by this gentleman, Tony Peralta, who also owns a store called Tyer Peralta, and it's in uptown Manhattan, um, and that's where he's from. Tyer means workshop in Spanish, and this is in like a heavily populated Dominican neighborhood where he has his shop, and it's super non-traditional because he makes all of the garments to order on the spot so that shoppers can come in and see, and it's very personalized and everything, and so he's going to recreate that in Great Brook Valley, and people can go and help to make t-shirts, and there's a session that's directed at youth, and there's a session for adults. That sounds like a lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Jay Howell is doing a similar kind of workshop about cartooning. Now, he was really involved in um, creating Bob's Burgers. My favorite show. Molly, can you just give <laughs> me like a 20-second overview of what Bob's Burgers is all about? Bob's Burgers is, a, is an animated family sitcom about a goofy family of a mom and a dad named Bob and Linda and their three eccentric children, Jean, Louise, and Tina. Jean's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to lead an intimate workshop. And a discussion, too, about character development. And then on Wednesday, we're having an artist panel, and it's called Aloha Worcester because Ooh. both the artists are coming in from Hawaii. Actually, one of them got here this morning super early. The other one gets here tomorrow morning really early. So thank you to our volunteers yes. who went to the airport at 4 a.m. to pick them up. Sarah, you had a fun um Picking up from the airport story from last year, right? Yeah, I got to pick up Wordsmith. And Wordsmith, his identity has been kept under wraps. A lot of these artists, they do things that aren't necessarily legal, or at least that's how their career in public art started. And so he's totally anonymous. He doesn't reveal his name. And I just, like, didn't know what I was walking into when I agreed to pick him up. It could have been literally anyone. He turned out to be the most consummate gentleman he was so kind like loved baseball and literature it wasn't what I was expecting it was also like you were let in on a secret too though like you were part of like now like there are gonna be people out there like who made this wonderful art and you're like (laughs) I know that man or woman we don't know so (laughs) exactly Kaplan he um he talks a lot about like what's sacred in Hawaii he represents a lot of sacred heritage and positivity through symbolism And um, then we've got Wooden Wave, and they're going to be doing a mural at Burncoat, and that's Matthew and Roxanne Ortiz. Their work is all hand-drawn. They, let's see, oh, they use tree houses as their subject matter. So it's really cool. They use um, this, like, whimsical treehouse vibe in order to talk about sustainability in the community through their artwork. I love tree houses, and I can't wait to see what they do. Thursday has limited capacity, and Molly, I think you and I both need to. I've been like trying not to take up slots unless they're there because I'm on this committee and I want yes. the community to be involved. But there's a really successful podcaster who's coming, Matt Gondek. Yeah. He's also an artist based out of Los Angeles. He does all pop art um, and like deconstructed pop iconography. And he's taping his podcast, Clean Break, in Worcester on Thursday night at 9 p.m. So I hope that the two of us can get a spot. Yes. Because we need some pointers. If we can get in there, anyone. I know. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, but that was the one yeah. favor I asked for. I was like, hey, great. if Molly and I can be a part of that, that would be really awesome. Mm-hmm. And Friday is going to be the best night of the year. It's called the Classified Closing Party. And it's <laughs> classified where it is. So I can't tell you. Tickets are $20 definitely worth it to buy them ahead of time because I think the night of at the door it's 25 yeah. and you're going to want to get a spot. It's very worth it. This event includes Secret Walls and last year Secret Walls like had a line it was down nuts. the block. Not everyone could get in. So buy your ticket ahead of time I guess is my best advice. Yes, people were watching over the fence. <laughs> yeah, they were climbing on the, the uh, train tracks <laughs> to get a good song. view. <laughs> so this year the venue will have capacity but you need to buy a ticket ahead of time is my suggestion yes and last year we didn't announce where it was it was just if you know you know 
This year, we are going to announce it the morning of so that people will know where it is that day um, and they'll know where to find us. But yeah, it's going to be Worcester's best secret walls yet with DJ Don Strader. Strader. Mm-hmm. Secret walls is always the greatest. So it's an art battle. They have 90 minutes. It's all black and white, water-based spray or markers Markers. so that they can do it inside. We've had it some really unconventional locations in the past. Yes. We did it in a parking garage. We did it in a warehouse. Which ended up being where you got married. Yes. (laughs) We brought those secret walls back for our wedding, which is really special because that was my first date with my husband. Was at secret walls four years ago. It was so hot in there mm-hmm. at that secret walls and, then, and at your wedding. <laughs> the air conditioning broke at my it wedding and so I was like, well, fun. we're just recreating our first date. <laughs> um, just to give you an idea of how awesome secret walls is, when Sarah brought it up, I started raising the roof. <laughs> like as if, it, if, as if it was like I was in like a 2002 like comedy movie making fun of white people. It's here. <laughs> oh, man. So I hope that you'll join us for all the powwow festivities. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's, it, every year, I think it can't get better. It makes me so proud, and one of the reasons that it's especially uh, important to Molly and I this year is that their focus is on the Worcester Public Schools, and we both just accepted brand new jobs yeah. in the Worcester Public Schools. And both of our schools are getting murals. Yes. I will be at Brinko Middle School, where Wooden Wave is painting. Yes. And I'm going to be chilling with Croc mm-hmm. at Lincoln Street. And he said, let's do it big for the kids. That's right. And I was like, that's right, Croc. Yes. You rock. Mm-hmm. We're friends with him now via Instagram. One Instagram comment has solidified our our friendship forever. I hope he knows that. Yes. So have a great week. Take advantage of all of the amazing programming taking place and enjoy the artwork. And enjoy our interview. With Lillipore. Yes. She's really quite lovely. Yeah. She started as a model when she moved to Southern California from Colorado. And then she sort of started to embrace her own artistic merits. Yeah. She got a little disillusioned with modeling, which I don't think is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, she said people said some really awful things to yeah. her at a couple of her jobs, and that was when she called it quits. And she said, "I can make this work." Good for her, and that's really hard to do. Is like when you're making money and you're ha- you have an income of any kind, it's difficult to, especially in a creative field, to move on from that. So I think she's she's very resilient. She's she's really cool. And now she's made a huge name for herself. She did like a major secret walls event um, in Dubai. She yeah. did major secret walls at Fashion Week. She had a line with NYX Cosmetics, mm-hmm. right? Which I buy sometimes because I'm a drugstore girl. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were a drug girl. And I was Absolutely like, Molly, not. do we need an intervention? No, no. I'm a dr- I like my drugstore makeup most mm-hmm. of the time. Say no to drugs. <laughs> yes. Say yes to drugstore makeup if you want to, if you can't afford Sephora or Ulta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yes to drugstore makeup. No to drugs. Have a great week. Yes. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do it big. Goodbye. Have you signed up for this year's Veterans Inc. Run for Veterans 5K on November 2nd? They're expecting more participants than ever before. The race starts at 10 a.m. on Franklin Street with an after party to follow at the Beer Garden. So you're based out of L.A., is that right? I am. I actually live in Orange County, so I'm like maybe an hour south of L.A., but L.A.'s kind of like the more central location everybody knows. Awesome. And you're from Colorado originally? I am, yeah. 
Now, I know you made a transition from modeling at some point to doing art full time. Um, can you talk a little bit about your career trajectory and how you went from modeling to being a full time artist? Um, yeah, so with that, it kind of happened accidentally, the modeling. When I moved out to LA, oh geez, I guess it was about eight years ago. You know, I would just do it for fun with friends, and then I was being approached to do actual jobs for, you know, more like corporate companies and different things like that. And, you know, I was trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go, and it was paying really well, so I was doing it, but I really hated the work. Um, It kind of destroyed, like, who I was as a person for a long time. And so I had always wanted to be a full-time artist and um, there was like a couple different incidents that happened at photo shoots where I was just like I am so miserable like I just can't do this to myself anymore Um, so I quit and I just one day I just stopped and I was like you know I have a little money saved like I'm just gonna start doing something else and um, I started an online business to where I was making like pins and patches and merchandise with my artwork and um, that was kind of a good way for me to quickly build, like, a following. I just kind of, like, went from there, transitioning into doing more fine art and just projecting myself in the direction I had always wanted to go in. So it's been a little bit of a long process. I don't have any art education, so I'm fully self-taught. So I think with that, I, uh, I had some setbacks, and it just took me a little bit longer. But, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Well, we know you've gone on to work with some really major brands, right? Nike and Coach and Rihanna. Can you talk about what it's like to work with a big corporate entity? Yeah. I um, So I've worked with quite a few um, different pretty, like, corporate companies for collaborations. Um, I think the most recent and largest one to date was I released a – cosmetics collection for the holiday season last year with NYX Professional Makeup. And so it was like a full collaboration to where I did all the artwork um, for the holiday collection. And it's interesting working with corporate companies because they're so specific in what they want. And there's so many revisions. And like, I think a lot of the time you're working with creative teams that aren't necessarily people that know the process that goes into creating the artwork. So that has its own set of challenges, but you know, the the upside of it is you get so much exposure and it's really cool to see your artwork on, you know, products to where it's widely available to people and people see it and just I think the interaction that I like most is seeing real people be able to have a piece of your work and like really enjoy it and use it. And, you know, just seeing the reaction from that is what really makes me excited about doing big projects like that. We have worked, Molly and I have worked a little bit with the New York based artist, Alice Mizrahi, bringing her into a school in central Massachusetts. And she recently did a piece with, was it Kendall Jenner? For clear, oh, wow. well. yes, but yep. but Kendall didn't tag her in any of the social media, and she was, I mean, she was so gracious about it. But I was thinking, what a missed opportunity yeah. as an artist 
Have you developed any good relationships with big influencers? Like I know that um, you had a chance to work with Puma and uh, work in New York through Secret Walls. Who have you crossed paths with and who has really promoted your work as an artist? Um, You know, Puma was actually really great to work with. I went out to Dubai about three years ago with Secret Walls to do a battle um, for like a private Puma party. And especially for a corporate company, they were like so amazing to me and the other artists. They, they took care of us. Like I've kind of never been taken care of before by anybody. And uh, they were just like so gracious and so appreciative and cool. And it just made the experience feel that much more special um, because it was already like very surreal to be flown to Dubai for three days to do a mural and like go to this party. They gave us, outfits the entire time we were there they took us out to dinner like they were so gracious and so appreciative of us and so it just makes it feel that much more special when they kind of like show you that they know what you're doing is you know they appreciate it now where else have you traveled in the process oh gosh I've (laughs) been going all over the place um I've mostly been in the U.S. this year um like Chicago, New York, um, I've been to London, Japan, Dubai was probably the craziest, um, and just all over the U.S. So I've definitely, I like doing the international traveling. That is really exciting because it's, it's so different and, you know, you get to see that the world is, even though it's so different, it is so the same. And, meeting, you know, having that language barrier and, like, still making, like, really solid friendships through the process. And it's just, it's really exciting for me. Have you done another powwow before? I haven't. This one's my first one, and I'm so excited. Awesome. Um, Are you excited to come to Worcester? Have (laughs) you done any research about what you're walking into? Um, I've done a little bit. So I have a friend that I think she went to college out there, and so I've been talking to her about it. And I'm excited to see, I I guess I just can't really picture what it's like in my head. So I'm excited to just go out there and experience it. It's very much a city in progress. Mm -hmm. Growing. I love that though. And to give you a preview of what neighborhood you'll be working in, um, there are 899 low-income units all in this one area, and 802 of them have kids, and 230 of them have more than three kids. So there's just, like, tons of kids on bikes, kids playing basketball, kids on rollerblades, but you're going to make a lot of friends. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love, too, like, you know, getting to paint in communities and meeting the people that live there. And, like, you know, they're going to see the artwork every day and seeing how it can impact them, and especially children, because I remember seeing... You know, I've always been excited about art from a very young age, and my mom was really encouraging in pursuing that. But I just remember seeing, like, murals or going to museums and art shows and being so inspired at a age and feeling like it just transports you kind of to this other world. And so being able to, like, meet kids especially is always really exciting for me. I love kids. Um, You talked about some being inspired as a child. And I noticed in a lot of your recent work and actually, well, in all of your work, 
color is such a huge factor. And especially lately, there's a lot of purples and you're playing with different tones of that. Is there anything in particular that inspires your work with color and your work with that kind of really vivid imagery? Yeah. So I just, I think what inspires me most, I guess to put like a blanket term on it is just nostalgia. I mean, from the time I was a kid, I got into drawing because it was kind of an escape for me. Um, I grew up in like a pretty abusive household. And so being able to draw and paint and do art was always a way for me to kind of like control my environment to some degree and um, kind of escape and create my own world. And so color has always been a huge part of that. Um, I just, I use colors that make me feel good and, I love things that are super bright and vibrant and eye-catching, I guess. Um, I'm super inspired by, like, 80s airbrush artwork, like Patrick Nagel and um, Soriyama and all these different artists that came out um, in the 80s and their use of color and texture. And there's, like, I think what was really popular was a combination of, like, really graphic art but then there's also like the really raw elements. Like they would do all the, the squiggles and texture with like pastel and mixed media. And I really like that because it feels like a little bit less rigid than trying to make something absolutely perfect and smooth. And I like mixing the combination, I guess. Um, but color has always really inspired me. I kind of can't get away from it. <laughs> Well, we were just looking through your Instagram. It's so vivid, but I'm curious about how you approach social media as an artist as well. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. I wish I could just delete it and not have to do it at all. Um, I, I really just try to use it as like a tool to connect with people and share what I'm doing. Um, but not get too lost in it because I think it's really easy for anyone really. But, you know, even from an artist standpoint, like you're just seeing constant imagery all day long and it's very like fast and your sort of sensory is being overloaded. And so I really try to keep it in perspective of like, okay, I'm going to get on and post this or like I'll look for a little bit, but not, invest too much time in it um it's just more enjoyable for me to like be present in the real world Mm -hmm. but I think it's such an important tool I mean I've made some of my best friends through Instagram I have met so many people and had so many great opportunities so I'm thankful for it for sure um but I think it's just like with anything you know you have to balance it out yeah, I noticed. And I think with people, especially when you have a large following or a larger following, it's very hard to find the line between like trying to interact and trying to reach out to people and then also trying to protect yourself in a way from just like, you know, a barrage of negativity, honestly, right? You know? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pink, the, like, or the singer Pink just like, a couple of weeks ago, like turned off comments on her Instagram. And so she's still like happily posting, but I think she took that kind of initiative to be like, I want to protect myself and my family. So I still want to share, 
but how can I keep my keep what's you know what's special special um what do you do in terms of self-care also um because it seems like you're putting a lot of passion and emotion into your artwork and everyone wants a piece of you so what are you doing to take care of yourself oh geez um I take baths a lot (laughs) where I just like (laughs) I shut off all the lights and I put candles on and I'm just like I zone out for a while I just think it's really important with social media to find what works for you and I think it's really easy to feel pressure of like, oh gosh, like I haven't posted something in a week, you know, people are going to forget about me, like all these thoughts go through your head. And then at the same time, you do have to protect yourself because I think the more like numbers you have behind your following, it just exposes you to so many different type of people and for me, if people say crazy stuff, I just block them. I don't even bother really reading into it too much anymore because it's just not worth the time and energy. But for the most part, people are amazing and so supportive and great. To some degree, you have to like, it sounds weird maybe, but like groom your followers or just put it out there that like, I don't tolerate this kind of behavior or if people see that you don't engage in it, I think it's less likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you have, like, millions of followers, you know, it's a little different. But at the level I'm at, I'm still able to kind of, like, control it to some degree. You set your own parameters, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, if, if, you, if people see that you're engaging in it, I think for the people that do say awful things they see that and just kind of hop onto it. Where if you don't really see it going on, it's just easier to just block them before it even gets out of control and just move on. Now, is there anybody that you're really excited to either meet for the first time or see again at Pow Wow Worcester? Doing the mural festivals is always really cool. I mean, even just traveling and like, you know, I've done um, Art Basel a few times and you either people that you've met a couple times before and it I don't know when you're doing festivals like this you're in close proximity you know for about a week with a lot of the time kind of strangers and so it forces you to like jump out of your comfort zone and like be open to people and like make those friendships but I've been lucky enough to make some of those friendships and like really bond with people and you know, it's how I've made a lot of my close friends. It's always, it always kind of feels like a reunion a little bit. It's like art summer camp. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Adult summer camp. (laughs) Now, is there anything else that you definitely want the people of Worcester to know before you come and just, oh oh my God, two weeks? Less than two weeks now, right? Yeah. I know it's like 10 days, right? (laughs) About 10 days. Um, I'm just super excited. I'm really looking forward to experiencing this city. I definitely need recommendations for good food because that's like my number one thing when I travel. (laughs) I just want to go eat. Um, But I'm just really excited to meet the community and, you know, get to share what I do and hopefully people connect with it. Absolutely. Well, we're we're really, really excited to have you. Um, And I'll make sure... 
I'm Sarah, and I, I'm on the committee, so I'll make sure to introduce myself, and then Molly will be around yeah, all week. I'll be so. around. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Travel safely. Thank you. I'll see all you guys right. soon. Bye.